Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 18 of Work Life 360. Today, we're all, we're going to be talking about self-worth. But first, if you are a first-time listener, where have you been? We've been waiting on you. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Work Life 360. If you've been with us for a while, thank you for continuing to be with us every single week as Rhonda and I deliver great content every single Wednesday. Um, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Obviously, you found us somewhere. Thank you. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button and leave us a comment. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about self-worth. Rhonda, how are you? Doing great, Bruce. I'm pretty excited. Um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so all about spreading some positive vibes for our listeners and have a pretty fun action item from last week to share, which fall, which was really kind of fun. And it's amazing how the universe kind of brings those positive vibes right into your world unexpectedly. <laughs> I, I, I love it. And you know, mental health is one of those things that it was viewed upon as a weakness. It was a, a a sign of, you know, just poor health and you were an outcast. Now there's so many different treatments and into mental health and it's taken a, a lot more serious. Uh, me, somebody that, that battles with anxiety and um, every once in a while forms of, of depression, like mental awareness is so important and, uh, and everybody, whether you think you have meant great mental health or not, like it's so important. So this topic, self-worth is so important. Yeah, if I could interrupt there a second, Bruce. I had mentioned to you before we come on, I kind of view it as more about talking about brain health because there's less mm-hmm. of a stigma. And just like we take care of our bodies by making sure we exercise every day, eat healthy, sleep, practice mindfulness, stress management, all these things driven by our brain health. And if our brains are not healthy and we're not fostering those healthy connections, which maybe 20 years ago, honestly, we didn't know about, the research tells us now there's so much we can do from a holistic approach to foster healthy brain health, which leads to healthy thinking, healthy emotions, or just acknowledging the emotions as they come up, and just learning to treat ourselves with respect and not criticize ourselves or others. So thankfully, the research is showing that there's a lot going on. Our brains are like this whole universe, and it's speaking to itself, and it needs to be nurtured and respected and understand that we need to protect it by paying attention to how we're nurturing it and it kind of ties in great with our topic for today but yes brain health i love it brain health how so you have an interesting story about 
our, our previous action item, which was to do something super nice, super kind, go out of your way to really impact somebody's life. I've been waiting to hear about it. Well, it was a small thing that I did, but I could tell that it was appreciated. And I have to give credit to someone else, a complete stranger who duck duck jeeped me <laughs> at Costco. So I had went for a run after work and then I normally will stop at Costco because it's right near my running route. So I go in, I'm a mess, I'm sweaty, I'm hot, I'm rushing in, rushing out. And I come out and there's this little um, rubber duck in the handle of my Jeep with this little note, duck, duck, you've been jeeped, sharing positive vibes and safe travels to from one Jeep to another. And so as I take it off my Jeep, I immediately, I'm going to look around for other yeah. Jeeps. And yeah. I saw a Jeep a couple spots over. So I went to look to see if anybody was there because I was going to say something and I didn't see anyone. So I keep looking around and then I see this woman in another aisle she had, um, I think it was uh, Brussels sprouts, a huge, because Costco, everything's huge. She had this oh, yeah. huge oh, yeah. bag of Brussels sprouts, and she's trying to put them in her car while holding something else, and the bag rips, and the Brussels sprouts go rolling oh, all no. around. And I was, I saw it, and my immediate inclination was to go towards her, but you know, we're in a different world right now with the pandemic. So I hesitated and I saw her struggling. So, and then I noticed her mask. So that was my way to get her attention um, so I could see if she needed some help. So basically I saw her mask and had all these um, jingle jangles, jewels all over it. And I, so I say to her, oh, I love your mask. And she, she was startled and she looks up at me and, and she said, oh, thank you. And I could hear the frustration in her voice. And I was like, that's really beautiful. Where did you get that? She's like, oh, I ordered it for my 40th birthday. And it made me feel so good that I decided to wear it all the time. So I said, well, do you mind? Can I come help you? Long story short, I go over. I'm helping her pick up her Brussels sprouts and then helped her load all the mess that she had because um, it looked like she was a little stressed out and it just was a good vibe and then you could see that she was smiling through her eyes and it was just one of those spontaneous things that simply resulted from the fact that somebody did a kind gesture towards me spontaneously so it just left you know feeling pretty thankful in the moment paid it forward mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome so you know as we kind of dive into the topic of brain health you know, chances are everybody's heard all these these self words, right? Self esteem, self compassion, acceptance, self respect, self confidence, self love. Um, there's so many words to describe how we feel about ourselves and how we think about ourselves, and then how we act towards ourselves. Um, it's it's very understandable if these words start to blend together or if you don't really know the difference between them other than just inward reflecting right mm -hmm. so like let's let's dig in and, and really identify what self-worth or self-value is right the two are very related okay they're often used kind of interchangeably some have a, a sense of self-worth meaning that you value yourself and having a sense of self-value means that you are worthy. However, you know, we'll provide 
uh, a little bit of clarity as we go on through this podcast of the differences and you know we'll talk about self-worth and self-esteem and um, you know kind of hope hope to give you more clarity on what all of these self-worth words mean and then how you really should be looking at yourself um, as, as we go through yeah and I think that you're right they're all used interchangeably and it's more about becoming conscious about your innermost deepest feelings and thoughts about yourself and that can be influenced by a whole host of things unconsciously and consciously um, for me when I think of self-worth or self-esteem I see them very very differently even though again they're used um, interchangeably sometimes self-esteem is usually that thing you know that we experience when we accomplish a goal or we have some type of social status and we are working towards things that are achievable so as we achieve whatever the goal is that we set we start to feel a sense of self-esteem or low self-esteem if we're completely Mm -hmm. falling off the wagon self-worth for me is kind of very similar to self-love in respect of it's just having a feeling that you deserve to be alive and to be loved as an imperfect human Mm -hmm. and we're we take up space on this planet together and we all are of value and i think that the issue is sometimes we find ourselves comparing ourselves to others because that's what happens through early childhood and adolescence and young adulthood and with our jobs and with our relationships and with social media and what have you we are constantly comparing ourselves to others and forget the fact that we're here living and breathing we deserve to take up this space we deserve to be loved and dream and go after whatever it is in life that makes us feel alive so for me if I feel I'm having struggles with this, I've always found that when I move my body in nature, sometimes inside, but more so in nature, all by myself, all with my own thoughts and feelings alone, I feel grounded. I feel exuberated, even if it's emotional. Sometimes sometimes it's very emotional in a good way. and. Like, I feel great. I have that chit-chat with myself to kind of foster some self-esteem. If that's lacking, because sometimes lack of self-esteem leads to those feelings of less self-worth, if that makes any sense. Yes, yes. And so let's take a a deeper look and look at self-worth versus self-confidence. You know, people talk about being confident and having confidence, but self-confidence isn't an overall evaluation of yourself it's a it's a feeling of confidence or competence in in a specific area so for example um, you may have very high self-worth but low self-confidence when it comes to sports or Mm -hmm. a certain area of your job or your ability to complete a certain task it's it's not necessarily um, a high sense of self-confidence in every every area of your life. There's there's naturally some things 
mm-hmm. that we're all just simply not going to be good at. <laughs> and there's other areas in which we're going to excel, right? Everybody has their strengths and everybody has their weaknesses. So the important thing to know is to have self-confidence in the activities of your life that matter to you and have self have a, a high overall self-worth that's what you want to achieve you want to achieve high self-worth if you have a higher feeling of self-worth that's going to help you feel a little more confident to dip mm-hmm. your toe into some of the things that you're not so good at so funny thing happened today um one of my team members was talking about his 10 year old son because you had mentioned sports so their sports are back in action now and um, one of our team members son was playing basketball and he went in pretty confident and it just didn't go as he expected and he had pretty much a temper tantrum on the field or excuse me he had a temper tantrum on the court and his father was shocked like this had never happened before so you know we had that whole conversation about our children have been isolated for a long time Mm -hmm. and now we have to you know work on helping build their self-confidence because there's been this sense of self-isolation and self-isolation can lead to feelings of less self-worthiness too that was interesting to hear that and to know that there's a lot of issues in terms of both of these topics um, the self-worth versus self-confidence. Yeah. And and something, we can learn so much from our children. So much. So, and, and two points here. One is, you ever notice, you go to a wedding, I know, you have to think back probably a year or two, but you go <laughs> you go to a wedding and like the kids are on the dance floor and they're just, they're having a ball, right? They have no, very little rhythm. They're just out there having a blast. And then, some people hate to dance and because they don't they, they have that self-image of themselves where as kids if we can all be like those kids and just go out there and just live in the moment and not worry about other outside influences how much more fun would life be mm-hmm. you know and and in a second moment uh gosh this one if this then this hit my 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 daughter pulled on my heartstrings here so uh i had a, i had a coaching client that you know ended up not working out and you know i i, I took it personal you know I, I took it very personal and i was i was kind of upset um because i know that if this person would just stay in like it would things would be great anyways i go up and you know she's like daddy what's wrong and i was like oh you know tough day at work and it's trying to trying to correlate what I was going through to a four-year-old, you know, and I was like, ah, you know, some at work is, is upset. And, and she just looked at me, she goes, well, daddy, Jonah and I were, we're not mad at you. And I was like, no, you're not, you're not mad at me. And she goes, well, we love you. And, and we really like you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I, what am I wasting my attention on? Somebody that doesn't want my attention to the people that do want it, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, oh my gosh. So that was an eye opener. That was, that was huge. Yeah. Kids pick up on that. Right. And they teach mm-hmm. us what's matter. It's hard when you're in a position 
that matters to you. So as we've talked about before, Bruce, like we're passionate about what we do and that we feel a sense of fulfillment in that. And sometimes it's hard to misunderstand what these feelings are that show up when we can't help someone for whatever reason that is. But just knowing that we had our heart and we were committed to helping someone and to be of service. And then when it doesn't work out, sometimes there's, you know, just there's a feeling, I mean, we're emotional creatures and and we're going to feel that and that's okay. And it's nice to have someone to reset our mindset and know that, hey, you know, that didn't work out, but we have so many things to be thankful for, so many blessings. And then what's next? Let's go after it. Yep. And, And what it boils down to is, you know, I wanted her success, this this person's success more than they did. Mm-hmm. And that's what was so frustrating because like, oh my gosh, like just, you've, you've got all the pieces, you just got to put them together. Um, but it was, it was a learning moment nonetheless uh, for me, you know, uh, growing each and every day. But so again, how do we, how do we, how should somebody determine their self-worth? Like what determines our self-worth? Um, you know, a, when you break it down, self-worth is determined by some of our most evaluated abilities, okay? In our performance, in one or more activities, like kind of kind of what's, what's our overall self-worth? Um, so there's five kind of areas or or top factors that people use to measure or compare and I'll always say this is comparison is a thief of joy but there's five factors that people use to measure and compare their self-worth to that of others okay and that's appearance okay whether it's measured by size clothing um, hair height okay you got appearance net worth Okay, this is one that, quite honestly, I struggle with. I can, I do a lot of comparing. Okay, I'm very competitive, but this this is in terms of income, uh, material possessions, financial assets, net worth. Okay, um, who you know, or who you your circle of influence, right? Some people judge their own value by the people that they know or. Um, their social status, you know, um, we're in the technology age where how many likes somebody gets, they tie that to their self-worth, um, how many comments they receive, how many birthday wishes. Um, number four is what you do, your career, okay? Uh, we often judge people by what they do for a living, you know, whether it be a stockbroker, a janitor, or a taxi driver, or a lawyer, you know, so people tie their self-worth to to what they do. Um, and then the last one is what you've achieved. Um, we frequently use achievements to determine someone's worth, um, such as a successful business owner, um, or your score on, a, on your SATs, or how many loads you booked last month, or how many customers you got last month. Um, but they base their self-worth on, on what you've achieved. Um, yeah, that, that kind of, to me, sounds more like that's influencing 
our self-esteem and it's really not reflective of valuing our self-worth again just as living beings but we're not but this is what happens with society society teaches us that we have to get our to-do lists done we have to have a job we have to have a certain level of education we have to be socially engaged on social media and have people liking our likes and responding to us and you know mm-hmm. our age and how far we can run or our grades and how many friends we have and where we're ranked within our organization whatever that is and how much money we have like all these things we sometimes don't understand really our misconceptions about our self-worth and I have to be honest with you wasn't until my 40s where I started to let this stuff go with age they say comes wisdom I hope I've learned some things that the stress of all of that can lead to stress issues like chronic stress and while I've been pretty healthy, I had rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease, and stress can be a leading cause of autoimmune disease or different types of GI issues and insomnia, depression, anxiety, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, all these things because we think that our accomplishments are going to give us a sense of achievement and internally somehow we're going to feel of value we're going to feel self-worth I would ask you this Bruce if you took yourself and your family and for some reason you you had to do this you had to pick up your life and go plant yourself somewhere in the middle of nowhere all those things none of them are going to matter and then that's where you find your value just in that moment where your daughter communicated to you that you're loved you're loved and you're valued and you're worthy of being here sometimes we don't realize it because we're so conditioned to act and failure is bad and it's hard to cultivate unconditional self-worth for ourselves because we've just been taught otherwise and there's a lot of things that do not evaluate your self-worth. And this this took me a while to realize. Um, you know, a lot of the things that, that I was attributing my self-worth to were artificial, okay? Um, such as things that I want to achieve. That Things that I want to achieve does not directly correlate to my self-worth. My job doesn't correlate to my self-worth. How many likes and followers and subscribers, although we do thank you for subscribing to Work Life 360, it doesn't doesn't correlate to my self-worth, okay? What other people think doesn't correlate to my self-worth. You know, how fast I can run, my grades in high school, like how many friends I have, how much money you've got or you know all this stuff that that tries to to sneak in into your brain about your self-worth again if you were to pick up and move to the middle of nowhere is it going to matter how many likes you have is it going to matter like your social influences and 
Is it going to matter your achievements and your successes? Yeah, you can take those with you. They, they did happen, um, but it's not your self-worth. But one of the things that, that I was working with somebody not too long ago was, you know, describe your self-worth. Like, like get out a sheet of paper and mm-hmm. write down about yourself. Like what, if you were to describe yourself to somebody else, write it all down. Take time, do that. Write it down. Who is Rhonda? Who is Mike? Who is Bill? Who is, who are you? And then ask yourself a question. If you were walking down the street and you met yourself, would you want to be your friend? Based off of those things that you said about yourself, those, those attributes, those qualities. So I did this exercise with myself and a few of my coaching clients and every single one, yes. I would love, yes, I would be my friend. That is, that, that is your self-worth. That is your, like, that's who you are. Um, you be your friend. And if you wouldn't, what would you change to become your friend? I think for folks that have a hard time doing that, because they might think, how do I even start to do that? Yeah. Because it's really hard. That's really deep. And particularly for men, we're taught to hide our emotions and not share them. Put on our big boy and big girl pants and go after it. And that can impact our feeling of self-worth. So one of the things I think that really helps people when they're trying to do that, that they can't find that inner conversation particularly if they've had a lot of trauma or you know have had some really tough hardships and have struggled with those external things that make them feel less valued as a person I think the first thing is just understanding that we just need to forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we have and acknowledge the fact that you know sometimes we'll blame others for things that happen or we'll blame ourselves, or we'll blame you know a certain group or different variables. And when we can't forgive ourselves for different mistakes, it's really hard to forgive other people, and it just creates barriers and not the healthiest communication. Because if we're not communicating with ourselves in an authentic way, how can we honestly communicate well with others? And I think Bruce that. We're really good at forgiving others, and sometimes it's really hard to forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, when I ever I've felt my self worth challenged, it's usually surrounded something parenting wise. Because I was a single mother, I was 17 when I got pregnant, didn't know how best always to protect my kid. There were a couple of situations there that I probably didn't make the best decision in the moment, but at the time, with the knowledge that I had, with my life experiences, I knew I was making the best decision that I could in the moment, but hindsight 2020, it probably wasn't. But And that led to some emotions of feeling not the best about my value as, as a person. And then practicing self-acceptance, I think, is really helpful for people to start to feel a sense of unconditional self-worth. 
Mm -hmm. We all have these ups and downs, right? (laughs) And we receive these messages in our head, then we feel in our body. We receive messages from our jobs, from our social media. All these different influences impact our thoughts and the way we feel. And it's important to understand that all the things that make us unique, the good stuff and the stuff that maybe we're trying to improve, that makes us us. I mean, how boring would it be if we were all super intelligent or we all looked the same or we all responded the same or we knew everything the same or we thought the same? That would be so boring. We are all unique. And I think when we start to accept the things that we may see as flaws in ourselves, they're really beautiful. There's a reason for them. There's nothing wrong with us. And we're not alone in our struggles. You know, we see star athletes and people with wealth and power and status. And then we see their mental health struggles unfold on the TV, which plays into that whole fiasco. And then we start judging people and nobody knows us. Sometimes we don't even know. So understanding that every single living creature is of value. That's how we start to feel a sense of self-worth. And again, I wasn't always feeling that vibe myself, but time and life experiences, you start to embrace all your little quirks and things that make you unique. And it's hard to do, particularly hard for kids. It's really, really hard for Mm -hmm. teenagers. Yeah. So if, you know, if there, you know, obviously there is, but we'll assume that there's people listening right now that they have negative self-talk or, you know, poor self-image how do we turn that around i think the first thing to do is like i said forgive yourself for whatever you're maybe unconsciously holding on to that makes you feel less worthy of living and accepting your flaws and i think also being there being there for ourselves when we start to criticize ourselves, just notice it notice and notice how bad we feel when we do it and acknowledge those emotions and honestly touch is something they talk a lot about in holistic healing i know this sounds cheesy but i can say i've done this is when you're not feeling the best and you're questioning your self-worth is just close your eyes put your hand on your heart feel your heartbeat feeling give yourself a hug do something to self-soothe and that's another thing we don't do we don't teach ourselves and we don't teach our children how to self-soothe and that's really important to help us feel grounded in our humanity and knowing that we're worthy and having supportive people because sometimes when we feel unworthy we pull back right we self-isolate and we try to we think there's something wrong with us and we tend to pull away from our relationships our jobs and that just exasperates our feelings of unworthiness And knowing that, knowing who has your back, like you've mentioned, Bruce, you have different people in your corner that you can go to. Human connection, those positive relationships is one of the key things that helps in terms of our happiness levels and feeling a sense of joy. And when we feel that and we have somebody who has our back, sometimes opens the door for us to forgive ourselves with all the messiness that happens like your daughter did you know mm-hmm. and it lets us f- and we feel vulnerable you know we get to feel vulnerable and i think that really is key is to let those emotions show up acknowledge them 
have somebody to go to, and then move on to the next thing. Try not to stay stuck in that feeling of less worthiness than someone or something else. Yeah, it it truly takes a village. (laughs) Um, You mentioned I've got people in my quarter. It it takes a village, um, population of about more than I can count. Um, uh, so one thing that I want to introduce that um, kind of new-ish concept, confidence anchor. Okay, Everybody has achievements that they've achieved at some point in their life. Whether it be on a roll, whether it be a big promotion, getting a job you didn't think you were going to get, you know, passing your driving test. However, however small or big, we all have accomplishments in life. And we forget those accomplishments when the going gets tough. When we get that negative self-talk, when we get that that low self-esteem, low self-worth, we forget all the great things that we've done in life, right? all the times that we were on top of the mountain, you know, it's hard to see the top of the mountain when you're when you're in the valley. So going back to the vision boards, vision boards are very powerful. Very, very powerful. The same is true with a confidence board. Some people can refer to it as a brag bragging board, but it's not necessarily bragging. As much as it is, is putting a spotlight and putting a picture, putting a word, a phrase to some of your most cherished accomplishments in life. Um, I'm working on mine right now. You know, I've cycled from Miami to Tallahassee twice, you know, raised tons of money for people with disabilities, had a great career in transportation. Like, but when the going gets tough, when we get that Mr. Mediocrity, in our head saying, oh, well, you're not that good. Oh, well, you could do better, right? Look back on your confidence board and you feel that confidence come back. Uh, I, I work with another coach, actually my, one of my coaches is, is bringing me to this and like opening my eyes to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes total sense. And it's gonna boost your self-esteem, your, your self-worth, Uh, or at least how you at least perceive your self-worth. So that's a, that's a new, you know, we talk about tips and tricks that that might be something to explore is to make a confidence, confidence anchor visual board. That's super cool. Yeah. I like journaling. My husband just started doing this because we're working on some relationship things and what we do. Your husband's journaling? Yes. The big macho. <laughs> the Well, he keeps listening in. He's, oh, boy. I better not say anything. He says, you people like to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I know his personality, so he'll listen. And then he has not the most kind things to say in the moment. Mm-hmm. But the amazing thing, Bruce, is he ponders over mm-hmm. it and he sleeps. And then... For instance, this weekend we were hiking in the mountains and there was a part of the hike I had a lot of anxiety because it was straight up, really had to be on my game or it could have been pretty dangerous. And at the end of the day, 
we did our journaling together. So we do five things that we were thankful or feel blessed for for the day and that night in our tent. I was giving thanks to him for encouraging me because I I did not want to go. I all mm-hmm. those anxi- the anxiety kicked in and I just took a breath and for him getting back to our podcast, he has decided to quit smoking. Something awesome. we said resonated with him. Sunday when we came home from our hike just randomly, he said, "You know, I think I'm going to give that quitting smoking a shot good and for him he has his little it's not a confidence board but he has his on the refrigerator five things that he would like to do once he quits smoking things like taking that money putting it aside um, for other things oh. and he has that vision now and he yesterday he went and bought some nicorette gum so he had nine pieces yesterday, no cigarettes. Today he had three pieces and no cigarettes. So it's awesome. He has that confidence, so to speak, going in That's the right fantastic. direction. And he's and journaling it. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he makes a comment that we talk too much so much. He knows this is a podcast, right? Like, that's what you do? You talk? (laughs) Well, the whole concept, you have to understand, he's heavy highway construction. Podcast, what is that? There was that conversation when we've, you're doing what? Like He has no idea what that is. And I honestly, I wasn't sure if he was going to listen because he's not a cell phone, doesn't even have an email kind of guy. You know, he's old school when it comes to that stuff. So I sent him a couple of the links and he figured it out. I'm so proud of him. (laughs) Get on Spotify and and made a random comment. So, and that, again, it goes back to that feeling of self-worth, like feeling life and feeling that we're doing something that we're passionate about really is, it just feels amazing, right? Yep. So there it is. If if Rhonda's husband can find how to listen to us on Spotify anybody can so <laughs> share it with your family share it with your friends they'll figure it out mm-hmm. uh, that's so funny and I was gonna make a comment about menthol cigarettes but that's that might be too political right now oh <laughs> well they're they're banning menthol cigarettes uh, and I was gonna ask if he smoked menthol no because if he did he wouldn't be able to smoke them anymore but uh, yeah we actually talked about that too and I said the menthol cigarette makes your lungs bleed so it's much worse yeah. but we didn't get into the politics of that the funny thing is is when we talk about you know things that people people are emotional creatures we do things based off of emotion and very little logic gets mm-hmm. played a lot of times and you know like logically people shouldn't smoke however emotionally they do mm-hmm. right like it makes no logical sense to smoke mm-hmm the risk is way higher so logically it does not make sense to smoke yet it's that emotional piece um and it's very chemical too oh yeah yeah it's a chemical dependence the the ceos of these tobacco companies back in the heyday weren't driving around in hundred thousand dollar cars because they were doing something for the good of humanity let's just say that uh they were profiting and they want to make sure that the profit stayed in their pockets as long as possible. So, um, yeah, it's it's a nasty habit. Mm-hmm. Um, thankful my my sister smokes and she's stopped and she'll start again and stop and it's just I mean it's it's almost a, it's a drug. It's a it's a strong addiction. Um, but that's a whole another topic, whole another episode. <laughs> uh, 
so for for an action item for for this episode, listeners, I, guys and gals, I you go back and listen to the five characteristics of positive self worth and really write them out. Okay, write and identify. Would you be a friend with yourself if you met yourself on a street? And then look at it, and if you say, yeah, maybe not. What are the what are the areas of the list? Do you need to change? But ask yourself, would you be your friend? Ron, any closing thoughts, remarks, comments? I think that's a wonderful exercise, and I think it's something that we should do with everyone in our household. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to put this on the table uh, mm. with my husband, and we're going to go through that list. So I'm going to make him yeah. part of the experience. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. not going to make him. I'm going to encourage him. To, it seems like he's curious now as we're well, maybe, into what episode 17 yeah yeah well maybe we can have him on as a guest just to talk maybe we'll see maybe not. <laughs> we'd have to bleep <laughs> All the, uh, but yeah. he has such a good heart so some people can take that the wrong way of course yeah right right and he wouldn't want any of his buddies listening to it that's for sure thank you for listening oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say thank you um everyone and bruce for this time together really really hope that helps us all become happier humans feeling worthy of whatever it is that we've chosen to do in our life's path and have compassion for ourselves and for others love it yep thank you Rhonda and guys thanks for listening take care and be well and be kind to one another catch you later That wraps up this episode of Work-Life 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes to any links to any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.